0: Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I am. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening and downloading the podcast. Please share the podcast as we head into holiday season. Hey, You know, why don't you gift the the gift of the Eyes on Big Podcast to a friend? Keeps on giving the whole year round. Doesn't cost you a dime? Nope. And I just want to say, truly, it is better to give than to receive.
1: I honestly believe that. Well, okay. I was taught this by somebody. Yeah. When someone gives you a present, you accept it gracefully. Yes. Because it, the present is for them. Yeah. To make themselves feel good. Correct. Some people have a hard time doing that. I was taught. You want to know who taught me that? Who did? Uh, my high school defensive coordinator taught me that.
0: You know, I think a lot of people that weren't involved with football teams would be shocked to know those type of conversations happen between said defensive coordinator and player. Yeah. So I had had a good game and
1: some reporters showed up and wanted to talk to me as all, you know, embarrassed about it. I was like, why do they want to talk to me? And so he, that's what he, he's like, it's, you know, he, you should accept it
0: gracefully. That's awesome. And then he, you know, gave the little, the gift analogy it's good i like yeah. that see and it stuck with you all these years it did yeah that's fantastic um all right so we're gonna get into some uh housekeeping items so i first thing i want to ask you is this because I'm, I'm assuming i bet you i know the topic that we're gonna head into real quick here but um why would somebody or an entity change a rule or a law why would they do it why would they do that because it's wrong <laughs> Bingo. So my take on this is, it was wrong all along. What was set up for the minimum and all the things that were set up by Kevin Warren in the Big Ten Conference, it got to be about week, you know, five, six in the Big Ten Conference, and they're like, "Uh oh, we yeah. might have made a boo boo." They're crapping
1: their pants. I mean, it, it's a the rule, and we should say with the rules. It, you had to play at least six games to qualify for the Big Ten championship game. Completely arbitrary. Where did they get that six from? They they knew there were going to be problems. They knew that there were going to be teams sitting up. They knew games would get canceled. You had to have known that based on the strict protocols that they had.
0: I would question that they were forward-thinking enough to know that, or at least certain people. But, yes, I am with you. The other side of it is this. Um, certainly... In this situation, meaning what we're talking about is the ability to play six, seven, eight games. Okay. Very few teams will have wound up playing the full eight-game schedule this year. Certainly some part of that power lies within your football complex. The problem with this is not all the power lies within your football complex. So, okay. uh, Iowa will knock on wood as long as they play this weekend versus Wisconsin. Iowa will have played all games this fall.
1: Right. Certainly Iowa. Isn't it just Iowa? Isn't that the only team in the Big Ten? Are you serious? I don't know. Well, let's look it up. Okay.
0: All right. So using a little podcast magic, we've already looked this up. Currently, four teams have played a full schedule up to this point, right? Uh, Iowa, Rutgers, Penn State, and Indiana. But as it turns out, only three will play a full schedule because, as we will talk about soon, Indiana will not be playing this weekend. So the point I'm trying to make right. so is...
1: Rutgers will also play full schedule, Penn State as well.
0: Yep, correct. Yeah. So three total as it looks mm-hmm. right now. Uh, but the point I'm trying to make is um, Iowa, okay? Certainly them playing the full schedule, they deserve some credit, Yeah. but there's straight-up luck involved with that. Of course, all it takes is if if I would have played Minnesota when they were going through it, they would have had a game taken away from them. That's all it takes. Correct. So what I'm trying to say is it's not completely on Ohio State's.
1: No, of course not. Yeah. But I it, it just why would you make that rule in the first place? It's, it's just so I mean, I know why we, we know why. Yeah.
0: It, it, posturing. You I, should I you should not have it. ever had to to do this. And now you look even more foolish because you had no choice but to double back on your own stupid rule and say this was a dumb rule, and we're going to do what we need to do. Why? Because this is the move that is the best. I'm sorry, certain fan bases that feel differently or just fans in general. This is the better move for the conference of the Big Ten.
1: Well, it is. So let's go through the timeline. On Tuesday, the Big Ten announced – this is the only announcement, by the way, of the year that the Big Ten has made for a cancellation – The Big Ten announced that Ohio State and Michigan was going to be canceled. That was in the morning on Tuesday. Um, About midday, Purdue announced that they paused team activities, okay? Um, Shortly thereafter, Indiana announced they would pause team activities. Wednesday morning, so we're recording this on a Thursday, so yesterday morning, Purdue and IU jointly announced that they would mutually not play that game, but I'd like to Reiterate that IU did also pause team activities. Correct. Something so, that seems to be lost in the mix this week. Nobody's talking about this. I don't know why. So you, you're anticipating that IU is not only not playing this week, but probably won't be able to play next week. Isn't Correct. that safe to say? Because that's pretty what we're seeing. If, if you're canceling one game, you usually cancel another one.
0: So I don't doubt that that played into it.
1: Okay, but hold on. Then later yesterday at 4 p.m., the Big Ten came out and announced – That uh, Ohio State will advance. That they are changing the rule. They are eliminating the six-game minimum. Ohio State is now
0: advancing to the Big Ten championship game. Because if they held hard to this rule, okay, Ohio State wouldn't have been available. Indiana wouldn't have been available because, presumably, because they paused team activities. So now we're down to the third, fourth team in the Big Ten and the, East. By the way, you can't do that you ca- because you can't. they're all so bad. And, and, and it, just, it just gets into a quagmire. I mean, I mean
1: Big we- Ten East, you got... Rutgers right now with two wins. Maryland with two wins. You've got Michigan with two wins. You've got uh, Michigan State with two wins. Penn State with two wins. You can't put one of those teams in. We
0: literally would have been talking about taking a choice between the winner of Penn State, Michigan State, or (laughs) Rutgers-Maryland. That would have been the next team available. The Big Ten did the math on this, and they're like, Holy shit! We cannot do this. This will be the most embarrassing thing in the world. You double backed on it because it was a stupid rule to put in Correct. the first place. Kevin Warren, you put this in. You did this to yourself, buddy. I don't know what else to say, and I'm not saying it was completely by him. I know the presidents were involved, but Kevin Warren is ultimately the one that signs off on this.
1: Okay, now let's let's try a scenario here. Let's say Indiana couldn't play this week, but they could play next week for the championship, and they qualified for the championship, right? Yep. Do you think even if Ohio State only played five games or played that sixth game against a crossover, do you think they would have got in, assuming they win that crossover
0: game? It's an interesting debate because essentially the winner of Wisconsin-Iowa would probably be the team that plays Ohio State. Yeah, Which would be, Iowa for sure would be ranked. Wisconsin, I think, would be at that point. Sure. Uh, meaning if one of those teams won. right, That would be just as high, and in some cases, possibly a higher-ranked opponent that Ohio State would have played during Champions Week. Right,
1: so I think, I don't know. Horse apiece. I wonder if they even had to do this. I
0: I think it is a good call because I think it means something to be the champion of your conference, the whole – they didn't even win their own conference thing would have been used against them yeah. 100% in the court of public opinion. I think also by the College Football Playoff Committee a little bit, too. So this is, across the board, the correct move to make by the Big Ten. I think, conference. but
1: only assuming that Indiana can't play next week. And I think it's a correct assumption to make. Right. I mean, so and if... And it, but then why do they why do they make it right now? Why don't why not just wait and make sure that Indiana can because by their rules
0: that they put down, Indiana is the champion of the East. But honestly, it's not gonna make any difference because neither team is playing this weekend. So whether you made the decision today, tomorrow, or yeah, early next week, it's it's you're still gonna be in the same situation. Good point. To a certain degree, let the dust settle now before these yeah. weekend games, and then people can hopefully just concentrate on Ohio State versus Northwestern once it comes next weekend. Boy, what a quagmire. What a quagmire. Unbelievable. And it,
1: and just self-inflicted wounds from from summer till now for the Big Ten. Insane. Just absolutely shooting themselves in the foot. Um, You're a mean one, Sam <laughs> so, Warren. Uh, Jim Coyle, ISB Radio, at Jim Coyle ISB on Twitter, brought this up. Tom Allen could lose the following incentives: Oof. fifty thousand dollar incentive for winning the Big Ten East. $150,000 incentive for getting a Big Ten title, and then a $200,000 incentive for making a New Year's Six Bowl.
0: Okay, 100% totally understand how that is something that's brought up. If I, if I was uh, um, Tom Allen, and especially Tom Allen's wife, <laughs> I'd be pretty pissed about right. that. But I just want to say, okay, even if both teams played this weekend or neither, if if the only thing they should be upset about is – them changing the rule to get in because even if Ohio state lost this weekend to Michigan, which many people would never expect that to happen. happen. And even if Indiana beat Purdue, which you would expect to happen, they still would have wound up with a tied record. Ohio state wins the head to head. Yeah. Ohio state is going to the big championship. I can't, I can't separate that.
1: So I wonder if IU is going to, I just wonder what IU is going to do for Tom Allen.
0: Maybe just get some side bonus that, it's just Could for be. having a good se- Hey, you had a great season. Here you go. You got screwed, buddy. Yeah. Um, Maybe not exactly the best year to try to find the funds to do that. No, but, it's true. Uh, it's a good point. We'll see if yeah. they do. Good. Well, that's all I got for housekeeping. You really are a heel. Kev Warren. Okay. All right. So, Saturday, December 12th, we've got five games with the standard. Two games canceled. The game is canceled. The old Oak and butt bucket is canceled. So with Ohio state and, uh, Indiana not playing this weekend and Wisconsin, getting kicked out of the top 25 last weekend, we only have two ranked teams playing in the big 10 this weekend.
1: I still take an exception to OSU and Michigan being called the game.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I mean, that's Harvard. Yale is the game.
0: All right. We don't have to. Now's not the time to debate that because I know it's just whatever you want to call this game or that game or the game. It's it's not getting played. I'm just call it the OSU Michigan game. So, could, can we agree on this though? Whether you want to call it or not, the fact that that this game is not being played. Is a absolute disservice to college football history.
1: Of course it is. I mean, okay. do we even know? I don't suppose you've you've read this week. When was the last time they didn't play? I
0: never. I'm I'm sick of looking up that stat at this point. But well, I mean, it's been a long so time.
1: They, I think Ohio State joined the Big Twelve in 1912. Big Ten, Big Ten
0: in 1912. Yep. Okay, so I assume pre 1912. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. Um, Nick Kayal, Yeah, he, uh, he actually does a podcast with uh, Braden Gall. He put out on Twitter that that yeah I'm glad this game's not getting played. What's the point? You know Ohio State and I'm like, okay, I'm not debating with you that Ohio State has owned the series. That's that's not up for debate. That's fact. Doesn't mean you don't want to see the game, right? Yeah, like. because we don't think it's going to be a good game, nah, don't play one of the most historic. How rivalries many, in the history of sports? How many how, years? What kind of crazy take is that?
1: How many years in a row? I think Navy beat Army nine years in a row, and they were blowouts. Did anybody ever say you don't want to see Army Navy? I don't get it. I I want
0: to watch that game every year. That is that's a that's a that's a millennial take right there. I, I hate to go to the millennial well, but that's a millennial take, is it not? <laughs> that is or sound. or I'm an old guy, I guess. If you you know. Butter your bread on the other side, yeah, but th- that's the sound know. of our podcast being turned off by anyone under thirty years old. I wasn't talking to you specifically, millennial. I'm I'm saying him on that take, but anyways, okay. So that leaves us with three noon games. First one up, the two and four. Illinois fighting Illini. Traveling not too far to take on the five and one number fourteen ranked Northwestern Wildcats. Eleven o'clock AM game. This is on ESPN two. The line is the Wildcats by 13 and a hook over under lowest one on the board this weekend at forty point five. Uh ninety one percent of the money is on. Take a guess. Boy. I
1: guess it's not Illinois. Is it, it is Illinois? Illinois.
0: No 90, kidding. 91%. I figured a high percentage would be on Illinois. 91% huh. seems a lot to me. So you said they're making a short little jaunt here. Where are they traveling to? Not Chicago.
1: No. was it Evanston? Do we,
0: Evanston. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So Vegas is saying somewhere roughly around a 28 to 13 game by the Wildcats. Weather. Yesh! Gonna be 35, 40 degrees. We got wind, we got rain. It is not looking like a beautiful day next to Lake Michigan. So this is also, we should mention the LOL hat game. Oh yeah, that's right. And why do we call it the LOL hat game? Because Liz it's Liz so Liz <laughs> stupid. That's why we call it the LOL hat game. Land of Lincoln. Oh, is that what that stands yeah. for? Okay. For the people that don't know and are new to the podcast, Kurt definitely certainly,
1: has... it's Certainly in the conversation for dumbest looking trophy. There's a lot of them out there. This one is pretty it's bad. It's pretty stupid. A hat. It's a... Stovepipe hat. That's it. All right. What do we think of the game? Well, okay. We know Illinois always plays awful against Northwestern, right? the The funny thing is, Northwestern doesn't have really anything to play for here, right? True. Remember in twenty eighteen when Northwestern didn't have anything to play for against Illinois, but they still did okay. Yeah. But Illinois, I think, is a little bit motivated here. I mean, should be. Yeah. They they're trying to salvage a solid
0: season here, so. I mean, I would say to say that a lower level of motivation for Northwestern, yes, they want to go into the uh, Big Ten Championship with as high a ranking as they can. Mm-hmm. Now, if if you're a Northwestern fo- football player or coach, I would hope, I would hope any uh, coach and football player thinks this, you think you got a chance to win. So if they should go into the Big Ten Championship at 6-1, and one, probably pushing a top 10 or 12 ranking and beat Ohio state. I mean, you're getting into a gigantic, awesome bowl at that point. So I agree. The, the desire is cut down a little bit, but there's still a lot out there for the wildcats.
1: Okay. So the Illinois D is terrible. We know that, but the Northwestern offense
0: also terrible. Yes. You're getting right into the heart of the conversation. Okay.
1: Here. Why don't you go? What?
0: Well, okay. My th- first thought process I, I, I don't think the Illinois defense across the board is terrible. I still think it has a serviceable uh, defense against the run. Yes, they Pressing do. Serviceable. Down. Yes. Pretty bad against the pass. I don't, I mean, if you've given up three touchdowns, no picks to Petrus, you are probably not one of the you know top elite passing defenses in the Big Ten. On the other side of it, though, you have to have a serviceable enough quarterback and passing attack to take advantage of it. I don't know if Northwestern does. Well, I mean, he'll
1: get his yards, but I guess my thing with with him is turnovers. He, he he's Peyton Ramsey we're talking about is prone to having like a turnover game here and there. So I f- I feel like that's one avenue for Illinois to win this game. Definitely. The other one is if Brandon Peters can have a big game because I I do think as much as Illinois wants to run the ball and they you know, they're good at it. I
0: I think they're going to they're going to get limited there. So they're going to have to win through the air. So and I think we just broke down why this is one of the lowest over unders on the board this yep. week, because of these things that we're talking about. Um, yes. What I have written down is can the Brandon Peters that we saw in the first quarter versus Iowa, almost the entire game versus Nebraska. Can he be that Brandon Peters, not the whole game because nobody is versus those Northwestern right. defense, but just more consistently yeah. that, that is, that's a big question that I can't wait to see.
1: And so then coaching comes into play. Like, you know, we talked about it last week, Illinois looked great. Then suddenly Iowa made adjustments and game over. Yeah. So I, I, I obviously give the big edge and coaching to Northwestern here. So I'm picking Northwestern to win the game and I'm picking them to cover. Cause I, I promised that that's what's going to do the rest of the year. Yeah. So 29 to 13 Northwestern, they cover and that's an over.
0: Okay. I'm not too far off. Um, Okay, I want to preface this by saying and I hope this isn't a too much of a CYA move, but it, it wouldn't shock me to see Illinois win no, this game. I
1: know they're capable. They're certainly capable. Th-
0: this is definitely a game you would look at on the money line, I think. Uh, you yes, I think it pretty good uh, I mean, value you, on the money line. Probably. I would say across the whole board this week, this is the best value money line bet that you that you can find. Um I think Northwestern. I'm, it was proven versus Michigan State. Okay, if you've got a quarterback that can deal it downfield with yep. a talented receiver to go up and catch the ball, sure, you you can get to this. That's how you get to this Northwestern defense. Brandon Peters and Joshua Matterbebe can do that. Yeah, they can. Okay, so I feel like it's an all or nothing thing. You you, you go all in on a money line bet for uh, Illinois. Or you go back the other direction and, and, well, not I guess that's not entirely true. Not the whole way. I've got Northwestern 24, Illinois 14. So that's 38 points total, slight under, under the 40.5, over, under. At 10-point spread, that's a 3.5-point cover for Illinois for me. Yeah, I can see that happening. Next game up, the two and three Minnesota Golden Gophers traveling down I thirty five to take on the two and four Nebraska Cornhuskers. This is an eleven o'clock a.m. game on FS One. Line Huskers by eleven over under fifty nine. Seventy percent of the money is on. Hmm, I think seventy percent of the money is probably on Minnesota. Correct. Huh. I was surprised by that. This is typically when you have, you know, Nebraska fans jumping in on this. So Vegas is saying a 35-24 to 24 win by Nebraska. Weather, chilly. We're going to be in the mid-30s, but otherwise clear and ready to pat pa- uh, uh, smack some pads together. See, the thing about that, who's the money on? It's weird because
1: Minnesota should be without a bunch of players still this week. First, first note I got here. Right, so that's going to play into this for me. But Nebraska, I think, really boosted their confidence last week.
0: Very much so. Yeah, yeah. Um, And the other thing too is, you know, Nebraska can end the year by winning a gigantic, another amazing trophy—the bits of broken chair trophy. That yeah, the hallowed bits of broken chair trophy. We we forgot to mention that. (laughs) Someday they'll spin yarns, you know. Write books about the bits, you know. It's but it's weird though. Like the fans, they, they both seem, to have, they seem to have embraced this I know a little bit. It's kind of. So, I saw bits of broken chair, uh, Christmas, <laughs> Christmas tree ornament. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was pretty good looking. Was, so there's okay. there's no Rashad Bateman either. No, we 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 know that Rashad Bateman is out. So goodbye, Agent Zero. He's he's ridden off into the sunset. We know Minnesota is down players. PJ has reiterated that point. Okay, he's made it very, very clear that they they are missing players. So, uh, but we don't know who is missing and who's playing in that point. It it definitely throws a, a a bit of question mark in the air for this game. So, you know, Minnesota was having
1: trouble throwing the ball this year, even with Rashad Bateman. That's fair. So, the, to me, it comes down to can they win this game on the ground with Mo Ibrahim? Mo
0: Ibrahim would you would think? I mean, Mo Ibrahim is getting. I think he's averaging somewhere around thirty two touches and oh, carries a game. That I mean, he's had a he's had a two week break here, so he's fresh and ready to sure. go. That's not good, That's news good point. for Nebraska. But I guess what I'm saying is there's very little um doubt in my mind that Mo is gonna get the ball early, middle, and often absolutely and, and in this game. And it's gonna be up to Nebraska to stop it.
1: Yeah, and I feel like Nebraska's run defense especially has been it, it's been solid. So it's I, been very good.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I think they can limit Mo Ibrahim. And I I think, I mean, I've been pretty bullish, I think, on Nebraska's defense pretty much the whole year. So, I mean, it's very much to me advantage Nebraska defense yeah. when they're going against Minnesota's offense. Now, I'm not saying they're not susceptible to give up a big play. I could see yeah. Chris Oppmann-Bell coming up with sure. a big play or two in this game. That'd be who I would look for. Maybe they hit a tight end or something. Like, I, I can Minnesota just commit to the run so much that they suck the Nebraska defense in sure. and yeah. pop some – that, to me, that's that's how Minnesota's going to have to do it. Yep,
1: um, and then flip it to the other yep. side, Minnesota's just putrid on defense. It's really bad. And I think that, that Nebraska's got enough momentum with Adrian Martinez right now. I expect them to
0: score points here. Me too. Um, I – you know, I'm, I'm not quite there yet to say that Nebraska has quote-unquote turned the corner. They certainly look better. Right. They look better. Um, Not so much uh, Illinois, but in the last, I would say three of the last four weeks, they've looked better. They look better versus Penn State. They looked ironically, or maybe it's not that ironic. Maybe it just makes sense. I think I still think they look the best versus Iowa in the past four weeks than any of the yeah, even two games I would say so that they won um but I'm a little bit hesitant to go all the way in on that they've turned the corner thing because it was a one-point win versus at the time a winless Penn State team that had not Penn State's playing better now than they were at the time Purdue is is nose diving right now so the two wins are not the most impressive wins yep. yeah but wins are they again get, they, it's build, a com- they it, build confidence 100 and i don't think there's anybody on nebraska's team that's got more confidence right now than adrian martinez um, i mean his completion percentage has been crazy it's off the charts yeah i mean he looks really good still limited for options around him it's basically yeah. him and wandale it's it yeah that is the offense <laughs> no it, it's it, crazy it I, is weird now mills is he's, i mean he's he, working back maybe that i expect him to have a little bit better game I like, think so too
1: he'll get a he'll get a number of yards but really still
0: great. on the outside I mean they want Xavier Betts to be great it's just I just don't think it's happening yeah. this year I mean I think that's another step but I mean there just seems to be a lot of factors airing towards Nebraska Yeah. It so met.
1: I'll go first I like Nebraska to win the game 33 to 20 so that's a cover by a couple points and I like the under there
0: Okay, um, you surprised me there. I thought you were going to go a little bit bigger because I am. I've got Nebraska 38, Minnesota 17, so that's a pretty easy cover of the uh, 11, a slight under with the total. All right, that brings us to our last 11 o'clock a.m. game, the 2-5 and five Rutgers Scarlet Knights traveling to the 2-2 two and two Maryland Terrapins. We don't get Michigan, Ohio State. We don't get the old oak and bucket, but – by gosh, we're getting Rutgers, Maryland. We got to make up a trophy here. I mean, this this deserves. <laughs> this should be the LOL thi- trophy. Okay, well, all right, LOL two. <laughs> yeah, that works. This is the LOL two game. Eleven o'clock a.m. game. Big Ten Network. Surprising. Uh Terps favored by eight. Over under fifty eight. So basically, they're saying like a thirty three to twenty four game for the Terps. Weather gorgeous, yeah. pushing 60 degrees in College Park on Saturday. Yeah, the whole East Coast has yeah, a beautiful week. Uh, weather Enjoy it, East Coasters. So, uh,
1: first we should point out that Rakim Jarrett should play for Maryland. That's okay. a huge one. It's, it yes. sounds like he's ready to come back and play. Okay. So, uh, keep that in mind. Both these teams pretty mediocre statistically all around. Maryland is rested. That's a big advantage here for Maryland. Um, and I think both of these teams – Rutgers and Maryland have something to play for.
0: Yes. Can you imagine each of these teams getting to three wins? Correct. I mean, and then Maryland winds up, I mean, it's crazy, but at three wins, they wind up with a winning record. And I believe uh, sole possession of third place. That's big crazy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they, I
1: just. I, I think these guys, both of them will be up for this game. I
0: think so. I think that's a fair point. Now, the funny thing is, I think I have a little bit different take on with Maryland being off, for certain teams, I think it helps them <laughs> with maybe the well, Mike Loxley coach, Marilyn Terrapins. I'm not so sure that I okay. see the focus that they've kept the but past couple of weeks. Let's not get here. too
1: hard on Lox, though. I mean, I, I give the coaching edge to Shiano in this game, but
0: Lox has done a good job this year. You have to give him credit. Okay, that's fair. I give the X's and O's edge to to Lox, I give the overall team psyche edge. You give the to, X's to and O's Chow. to Lox, huh? Yeah, absolutely. In what way? Up. I mean, we've already talked about dialing up a, a scripted game plan. Well,
1: that's one thing to look for. Look for, for sure. their
0: first possession. Man. Absolutely. He is good at that. He is. Absolutely. No doubt. I'm talking so may- a little too much shit with locks, but maybe he'll script two first series because he's had that. two weeks to prepare. <laughs> maybe it's a script per week, you know, yeah. minimum that he or so maximum that he watch has,
1: them then. to get out to a 14 0 lead.
0: Yeah. And then let's
1: see if they can hang
0: on. 'Cause you know somebody that loves to hang on and make it a game is is ruckers. Um, I mean, I do so we're very close in the fact that I do have written down here that I think this could be wind up a little bit of a rivalry that goes on. Um, very much well, you know That's good. what I mean. I think this should be a rivalry.
1: Yeah. Like, this should there's no doubt these two should be a Big Ten rival. One hundred percent. We need to to come up with we're, we need to design an L O L two trophy. Okay. And present it to the winner here. But, you know. I'm sure they're going to love that. Yeah, you guys want this and exchange it each
0: year? <laughs> it's going to be like Scott Frost leaving the uh, Bobby Disco uh, uh, trophy just sitting right after we give it to him. Nobody's going to want that thing. But, all right, what well, do you think?
1: That's funny. Okay, so, you know I love my Scarlet Kool-Aid. Yeah. Right? So, I am picking Rutgers here. Okay. Which probably is a good reason for... The listeners to not pick them if you're putting money on this yeah. game, but I like Rutgers to win the game, uh, so obviously cover there. Rutgers 31 to 28,
0: and that's an over. Um, I basically am looking at it like this. Um, I I I do question the overall focus of the Maryland Terrapins coming into this game after being down for two weeks. I'm still going to question the Maryland defense. I, I I just would the other side of it too. This put no. <laughs> Put no basis of of opinion or or your own money into what I'm saying next, but I'm literally just like I was wrong about Rutgers last week, so I don't want yep. to over correct by not picking Rutgers. Sure. so I'm just going to stick on Rutgers again. It could. Is there really any outcome of this game that would surprise you? At this no, point? no, forty five really. twenty one Maryland, forty five twenty one Rutgers. Who the hell knows? I guess
1: the only thing that would kind of surprise me. Is if it's a really low scoring game? Yes, that would surprise me too because I just
0: with the weather being good, neither defense really knowing how to tackle at this point. Yes, the under. I would, I would, I would definitely agree with that. I would say the number one thing for games like this, when so much shit's just in the air, take the points. You got eight points here in this game. I will take uh, Rutgers thirty-one, Maryland thirty. So that's a slight over and somewhat easy Rutgers cover. All right, that gets us into two. Afternoon games. First up, the 2-4 Michigan State Spartans traveling to Happy Valley to take on the suddenly kind of hot 2-5 Penn State Nittany Lions. 2.30 p.m. game on ESPN. Line Nittany Lions by 14 and a hook over under 47. They're basically saying somewhere around a 31-17 Nittany Lions win. Weather, kind of like we talked about before on the East Coast, nice push in 50, a little bit overcast, but... All the, all the, uh, for mid-December, pretty dang good. Yeah. There's a trend here
1: this week of like a couple handful of games with that are, the total is really low and there's a pretty big spread, which you don't see a whole lot. Correct. Right? So that falls, this game falls into that. We should point out land grant trophy, Land-Grant. the hallowed land grant trophy that they're playing for here. So did you know the Michigan state offense is dead last in yards per game? Yeah. And dead last in points per game. Now. It's it has it has been a struggle. Boss. It's been putrid. Yeah. Um. And, and I think you mentioned it. The momentum here is all on Penn State. Sure side. seems to be. I mean, they got two wins now. They're feeling more confident. They've got their mojo
0: back. Like I it's think that's a huge edge. Like right it's now. obviously never going to. No matter how this turns out will be a year that Penn state fans ever look back on with anything other than trying to forget this with that being said, any win from in any situation, it, it just adds pep around sure. the football complex. I think Penn state has that certainly more than Michigan state in this game. Um, don't trust either offense. Um, no, but, but, you know- but there's been more spark. And things to look at from the Penn State offense, obviously, than you could say from the Michigan State offense. So,
1: Penn State's offense is not great, for no. sure. Tent, tenth in points per game, which is not good. Do you know they're second in yards per game? They have put yards up, but they just don't score. It's, it's, it's a red zone thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like, I mean, obviously, with them winning a
0: couple games now, have they figured that out? Uh, I mean, I still think part of that is the ill-time turnovers that typically come from Sean Clifford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and they got a, you know, a young stable of running backs right now. If you're, I mean, this, is, this has obviously not been a a cohesive mix between Penn State's pers- uh, offensive personnel and Kirk Chiroka, the offensive coordinator. No. I still don't think you can, I don't think it would be right to throw him, to toss him out right now. Weird year things like, Well, they've had just a tremendous amount of bad luck. Exactly. And just personnel changing and everything like that. So with that being said, I don't see it getting fixed before the end of the year, but I do have more faith in Sean Clifford to, to, to put together some good plays, the Penn state offensive line to open up a hole here and there against a good Michigan state defense. This isn't a bad Michigan state defense on the other side. The only way that I really see Michigan state Popping a big play is kind of what they did versus Northwestern. See if they can lull the Penn State secondary to sleep. Toss one up to one of their, you know, talented receivers. Maybe Jalen Naylor goes up for a 70-yard touchdown. I mean, that, I think, is where the points would come from for Michigan State. Unfortunately,
1: Ricky White is probably not going to play in this game. So that just limits him that much more. But you got Jaden Reed as well. So there are some targets there. Um, I just think there's too much going in favor of Penn State right now. I like Penn State to win this game. 28 to 13. So that's a Michigan State cover. Um sorry, no that's not a Mich- that is a Penn State cover. Yeah, that's Penn State cover. That's a Penn State cover
0: and that's an under. Okay. So almost exact same score. I've got Penn State 27, Michigan State 13. So technically speaking that I mean that's a half point cover yep. for Michigan State. You're right. a half point cover for Penn, Penn State, State. cuz we're that, <laughs> that close. I think what we're saying here is Yikes, that line is dead on from what we're seeing. For sure. Uh, So I've got, yeah, slight under in the overall tunnel points and a um, slight cover for Michigan State. All right, that gets us to the, the two and two Wisconsin Badgers coming into Iowa City to take on the five and two number 16 ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. This is a two thirty PM game on FS one line Badgers by a point and a half. This started all the way on the other side with Iowa being favored by two and a half until the uh, general public got involved with that line over under 41.5, 81% of the cheese is on the cheese heads for mm. this game. Vegas is essentially saying a twenty one to twenty Wisconsin win as far as the uh weather forecast. Snow. Yeah. Snow snow. It looks you ever watch White, White Christmas? No. Oh Bing Crosby I've never seen it. You gotta watch it. Yeah, you know I'm gonna give a shout year. out to Dustin Shooty. He's been on a old school movie. I've noticed kick, that, yeah. So I guarantee you he has enjoyed himself. So dude, Bing Crosby he's the man. Oh, he is the man. Okay. As long as we're as long as we're so, clear on that.
1: Uh that's with Danny F and K as well, That right? is Danny F yeah, and Yeah, Bing Crosby tap dancing with Danny uh, here's, F and K.
0: Here's the number one reason why you should watch White Christmas, okay? When you watch Danny F and K, <laughs> there will be, I, I guarantee you, at least three times where you'll be like, oh, my God, that's Kramer. Because oh, really? Because Kramer uh, or uh, Michael Richards. Michael Richards, yeah based his uh character of kramer off of danny Kay.
1: well that's all you had
0: to say if Dude, you wanted to wait, get me to watch wait it. wait and and by the way i mean Bing crosby is the man uh danny Kay steals the movie he's fantastic and then the two sisters it's rosemary clooney okay. which is i think george clooney's aunt yeah she's fine and then the, her sister whoever she is she is so, like, I'm holding up this pen right here. That's what her legs look like in the movie. It's incredible. She's an incredible dancer. They do okay. a lot of good dancing. Is it Demi Reynolds? I don't think that's her. No, it's I not. definitely not Demi Reynolds. I don't know. I just threw a name of an old actress out there. All right, so this is the battle for the bull, the Heartland Trophy. Again, yeah, that's right, the Heartland Trophy. Another yeah.
1: forced trophy, don't you think?
0: A little bit forced. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like we don't need a trophy. We know that this is a rivalry, and that's all. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I they
1: thought because it it has developed in such, into such a rivalry that they should have a trophy, right? Yeah,
0: and I, I find I'm i fine with the bull. How old is it, do you know? No clue. Okay. Ten years? Uh, that's a guess.
1: Yeah, I'm going to guess a little more than that. Okay. But
0: anyway, speaking of this game, I got scars, man. I'm like, sure you do. I mean, I we, we're pretty similar here in that, I mean, you've got scars with the Illinois Northwestern game. I've got scars with the Iowa Wisconsin game. The one thing I want to point out about this rivalry, which is which is crazy, Wisconsin Iowa owned it in the eighties, Wisconsin owned it in the nineties. Yep. Iowa owned it in the two thousands and Wisconsin owned it in the two thousand tens. It has been a decade long run that flips back and forth. And go I and bet, look. Go and look it up. You're you're literally looking at. Eight and two, seven and three, one team. Eight and two, seven, 3 the other team. It is that one sided. Flip, flipping back uh, both teams. But I
1: bet in the seventies, I would think that even though Wisconsin was not good, they probably owned it because Iowa was putrid so bad, putrid in the seventies. So I'm guessing. I,
0: I, I, t- I tend to not look things up Iowa history related <laughs> right. before before Hayden. Frank. What
1: were they like in the sixties though?
0: I would have, I, Iowa was bad in the '60s and '70s, but they were good in the '50s. Very much in the '40s and '50s, Iowa was yeah. really good. So, yeah.
1: And so, so speaking of um, Danny F and K, wide receiver Danny F and Davis is out <laughs> this week for Wisconsin.
0: <laughs> nice work. Yeah.
1: So that's a deal. Um, trust both defenses. Yeah, absolutely. Do not trust either quarterback. That I think this—that's what I have written. This comes down to quarterback play. Okay. Who I don't like either one of them, but whoever has I, the
0: better game—I want to say. Both show definite amounts of talent, right? We 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 have seen yeah, great I'm, plays out of both quarterbacks. I'm not saying
1: they can't be good.
0: Okay, I'm just saying this year they have not been good, basically, or at least inconsistent. Inconsistent. And for uh, Graham Mertz, Graham Mertz going against the Iowa defense, or Spencer Petras going against the Wisconsin defense, this doesn't seem to be the weekend that they're going to break out.
1: No. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised that so this forty-one and a half is a really low total. Yeah. But it's not the lowest of the
0: week. That's no. the most surprising part of this. You you I it would not have surprised me to see this get into the thirties. Yeah. I still think there's possible because I don't think a lot of people to me don't start looking at games and therefore the forecast until Wednesday, Thursday, yep. even into Friday. It is still possible we could see this drop two points lower and get into the thirties. That's true. Um so uh, Wisconsin's running game,
1: eh. I was getting a little better. But defenses play great against the run. We got a little there's bit a, of a Spider Man meme going the, on. Yeah, here. there's a lot of washing out here. There so is. that's why I think it comes down to turnovers and quarterback yep. play.
0: I have right down in my notes here the win is probably in the gaps of, of you know, like. Special teams, I think, would be sure. the one part that would err and towards Iowa. Edge
1: Iowa for sure.
0: I, and I think you know, kicking game, punting game. You know, I've obviously I've gone you know on about that. By the way, uh, Keith Duncan is this will be his last. Uh, he, he's not going to do the super senior year. That's what okay. I'm calling it. By the way, he's not going to do the super senior year. Love you, Keith. But anyways, just, not, I want to give a shout out. to Not him. on the six year plan. No, he is not on the six year plan. So love our kicker. Love our punter. So, definitely special teams. I kind of wonder if Charlie Jones, the punt returner, mm-hmm. might actually be the player of the game in this game, you know, or or some other punt or kick returner in the game.
1: Here's the other thing that, that I think is going to be important. Iowa's hot right now. Okay. Wisconsin, not, not as much. Not as much. So, that's, that's what –
0: It's a momentum thing. And it's I'm, a momentum Here's thing. Here's the – I've listened to, you know, three or four podcasts this week, kind of all over the board. I have been shocked – to hear all of these podcasts and a couple people, you know, on Twitter that are college football people, like they seem to have really jumped off the, the bandwagon of Wisconsin right they- now and onto the Iowa bandwagon. Sure. It has it has surprised me a great deal. Yeah. I mean, that. well, they. I guess they deserve that, but I. I is it an overreaction? I
1: guess is That's my question. That's what I'm saying. I mean, because this is Wisconsin still
0: was still. Now I know. I know Indiana was without Pennix. That makes a huge difference. But Wisconsin was in position to potentially tie that game right. last week versus a top, you know, 15 ranked uh, Indiana team. Um, all the other side of this too is, whereas I think Iowa has a special teams advantage over Wisconsin. Looking at the two quarterbacks, there is one thing that Graham Mertz does a lot better than Spencer Petras run the ball.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, a lot better. Yeah,
0: I'm not. He's probably I think to me, I think Graham Mertz is a lot like Brandon Peters right now. Okay. You don't think he's going to slip out. He's not going to bust off a 70 yard run, but he can bust out a back breaking 25 yard yeah, run so. on third and seven. Sure. That's what he does. It's a good X factor there. I, I think that is going to be a huge part in this game. But in the end, I mean it's yes, I can't you can't predict the turnovers here. Both teams have turned the ball over and with, at times with and force turnovers. With
1: the weather it's gonna be just some somewhat luck.
0: I, I would think so. Yeah. But
1: I still just think too much is going in favor of Iowa here. Like I would win the game. I'm going 23 to 20 that's not a cover and that's an over.
0: And that's an over by a point and a half. Yeah. Um, I got scars, man. And to a certain degree, I do a lot of I gotta see it to believe it. Yeah. I do a lot of that too myself. And I, and I like we said, this is a podcast by the fans, for the fans. I'm a fan. I I and and I'm hoping that we're we've it's a new century, right? Or new uh decade, sorry, new decade. So maybe this is where Iowa starts taking back. Over and like, they and they get this. I like to say I'm not from the Show Me State, but I lived there for five years. There you go. Um, so maybe this is it. Maybe this is when Iowa starts to get on top of Wisconsin again. But I just got to see it. Like in yeah. the end, in the end of everything on this on this. Uh, if you break it down per unit, you know, per side of the ball, whatever. As much as I really like Iowa special teams, Wisconsin's defense is destroy. It's insane. It's, it is it is fantastic. So I think they can they can shut down both Iowa's running game and Petrus. I yeah. see very few points for Iowa in this game, especially with the weather. So I've got Wisconsin 20, Iowa 16. Okay. So that is a cover for Wisconsin and a under despite the over under being at 41
1: I mean, every team has their mental blocks, you yeah. know, like that 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 brick wall they can't seem to get past, and right
0: now for Iowa, that's it, Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. Um, I mean to break down the record for Iowa versus Minnesota, Nebraska, Illinois, and Iowa State. I believe it's twenty and O over the last five years. Oh mercy! But against Northwestern and Wisconsin, you know, not so much. Right. So they've got a couple wins in there. I'd like sure. to point out, but not nearly enough for, for Iowa fans. Got anything else? Um, no, that, that's all I got, man. That's uh, I, I. Uh, I want you to get, watch Jojo Rabbit. I know you haven't watched that. No, quite. I watched it. You'd watch the whole thing. Oh yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. Okay, it was great. I, that was fantastic. But it's it's no, it it's was pretty enjoyable. It was.
1: I give it an A. Okay, I didn't Def, know, definitely I didn't... go watch it. B plus A minus. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. that's that's a that's a perfect grade for yeah.
0: it. Okay. I never knew I never knew you watched it. So yeah, that's I fun. mean it was
1: it was pretty funny.
0: Yeah. Jojo. <laughs> um. Now I, now I got White Christmas. That I, I kind of almost want. I, we should do the really really non. A manly man thing and we should like press play on the movie at the same time and just watch it (laughs) i'm not gonna do that but anyways it would i it's 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 a classic man it's white christmas
1: yeah i know it's just one of those things that you never get around to
0: yeah i'm holding i think i might do scrooged tomorrow night maybe tonight or tomorrow night scrooged is like you're kind of getting to the weekend you know it's a little bit grittier Christmas movie. I just
1: watched a little bit of it the other
0: day. Oh, God. I, I saw. I, th- I think it's one of the most underrated Christmas movies.
1: I love the, movies. The, the the ghost of, which one is it? The the, the angel gal that keeps oh, the yeah. crap out of him? Oh, yeah, that hits him with the toes. Oh, God, she is fantastic she in that movie. She is absolutely fantastic. See, I'm weird with old movies, though. Like, okay, is it a, a pure on musical? Which one? White Christmas.
0: Um... Pure on musical. There are definitely musical. There's a Is lavish, lavish
1: music. Broadway musical here. Is that what we're talking about. It's teetering on lavish Broadway. Oh, yeah. So Bro- that's probably why I've never taken the time.
0: Yeah. You're just gonna have to. You're just have to. You're just gonna have to get into it. Don't don't shut her down in the first five minutes.
1: Yeah, I might have to fast forward some singing and dancing though.
0: You could. Yeah. But there's some funny parts of the singing and dancing. Okay. Was, uh, well, you know, Dan- Danny Kay, Kramer. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, no. I mean, I have to watch it now. Good. So he that actually was a good selling. Point.
0: Michael Richards actually said that. Wait till you watch it. Yes, the quote's out there. No kidding. Wait till you watch it. All right. Okay. I am Jeffrey Degree. I'm Big Kurt. This is the Eyes on Big Podcast. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon.